Hey, Christy. Hey, Karen. Tell me about this. So you got to be a part of a conversation with literacy guru, Heidi Ann Mesmer. Correct. Literally the Heidi Ann Mesmer. That's amazing. It was also though, Sarah Rich from Just Right Reader was also there. So tell me all about it. I think it was really interesting because Heidi Ann Mesmer is obviously a literacy expert and she's actually done a lot of research around decodable text. And okay. so she did this presentation about what makes strong decodable text. And guess what fits the bill for every single component? Let me guess. <laughs> Just right reader. Yes. yes. So true scope and sequence of phonic skills that you can match to any curriculum that you might already have. Fantastic. Um, they're all written by um, education experts and former teachers. Love it. Um, and then, you know, that one of our favorite parts is just that they're like actually engaging text, engaging and lengthy text. I love it. So kids get a lot of practice with that phonics skill. And you know, what's amazing. It is so easy to request a sample. So literally just go to justrightreader.com, go to sample. Yep. Yeah. That's That's all you have to do. And if they'll send you a packet that has multiple texts with multiple levels and you get to see it and you get to see it. So do it. Request your sample today. If you don't believe us, request the free sample. And if you do end up ordering from Just Right Reader, be sure to tell them that the Modern Principal sent you. This is Christy. In a few moments, you'll meet Karen and we are the Modern Principal. We are two former elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the next generation of leaders in education. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school. This week on the pod, we are talking about how a principal can show gratitude. Hey, Karen. Hi, Christy. Going. I cannot take you seriously right now. She has her <laughs> Zoom on. I don't because that's how we're recording today. And she has some filter. I was playing with the filters with like you can add makeup and you can like... it's actually like giving you a weird five o'clock shadow <laughs> along with the bright coral pink lipstick that is glazing your lips. Oh, I don't know why, but it's really and she just keeps laugh. staring at herself and like admiring her reflection. <laughs> it's not admiring, it's like the opposite. I don't believe you because you keep doing it. You must like what you see. I was like it a lot. Take a picture. <laughs> we'll post it on our stories. Christy likes. Oh, so funny. You can't <laughs> tell the picture. Oh, goodness. Whoa, what's been going on? We just got back from Mexico. We to Mexico and our two families traveled together. And it was really nice. Um, so nice. The weather was beautiful every single day. And we got to go to the water park and the beach. And we had amazing staff that took care of us. Yes good food. So it was so well refreshed. It was the Nickelodeon. Yeah. Nickelodeon Riviera Maya. So recommend. Yeah. If you, I wish we could get like a code or something, but I don't know that we're their target audience. (laughs) I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Although we are educators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we found your dream job too. Uh, yeah. (laughs) They have all these like teens. Yeah. Like probably, yeah. Low twenties. High teens. Yeah. That lead like the kids parts of all the stuff. Yeah, they do singing. Well, they don't even sing. They like lip sync. Lip sync, which I love lip syncing. Uh, I'm the and, best at it. Um, and then they do these like very simple dance moves and then they teach it to the kids. Uh-huh. And Christy and I were in the back row. I know we were like the moms and we were doing all the moves and I could tell that they thought we were really cool. I went over to one of the ladies who was the MC because she was switching between English and Spanish. So, oh, so fluently, so amazingly. And so I went over to compliment her on how like her presence was just bomb.com and whatever. And she was like, well, you bring a lot of energy. 
Like, I know that's true. Also, that song was stuck in my head for like days. Slime time live. So that, that was our fun. Yes. Okay. So, you want to get to it? Yeah. So this week we have, um, why don't you read the, the scenario? Okay. We ready to jump right in. Yes. That was, that was it. You just scrolled right past it. You were on the other one. Okay. Here's the scenario for this week, everyone. Just in time for the holiday of thanks. The holiday. The holiday of thanks. Where do you want me on there? Do you want my lip? <laughs> okay. I've noticed, scenario, I've noticed I'm on autopilot lately and responding to a lot of fires. My staff is doing an excellent job th- keeping things going, and I know I haven't shown them how thankful I am for them. It's on my mind, but just not the most urgent thing. Can you give me some ideas for how to give my staff gratitude? Grateful in Gainesville. Love this one. And it's like perfect timing, it for, is perfect timing. for Thanksgiving week. Um, and I think it's something that Karen and I are both really passionate about. I know that. I struggled and I was good at it sometimes and not so good at other times. It's really hard. We had a post about it this week. It's really hard to like, you just get in the grind of like getting things done. I think it's easier your first couple of years because you're just so aware you have to build relationships. And then I think it can be harder the longer you've worked with people and you, yeah, you probably get complacent and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, they know how much I care about them or they know how much I appreciate just like maybe like in a marriage or something that, but you still have to work, be intentional and keep working at it. Right. Every day is work for sure. Yeah. That's what I did a little bit of research on this. And I actually read an interview with, um, Kim Cameron, who's a professor, professor, Uh, professor of management and organizations at the University of Michigan, Stephen M. Ross School of Business and co-founder of the Center for Positive Organizational Scholarship. Oh my gosh, everyone just I know, fell asleep. They just fell asleep. But basically this guy is like a really big professor and started an organization for okay. positive thinking, essentially, in organizations. Nice. nice. And um, so I think we all know that in positive psychology research, we know gratitude is like correlated with happiness. Everybody, I think that's like a basic thing. Right. And so he talked about though, like, let's say you walk into school one day and um, someone sees you and is like, Karen, you look beautiful today. And then another person's like, oh, Karen, love your outfit today. And mm-hmm. another person's like, oh, Karen, you look really tired. Are you okay? Ew, and then another person's like, oh, Karen, you look so great today. And which one are you like most likely to pay attention to? Well, the tired one. <laughs> the tired one, obviously. Obvi. <laughs> so, as you break so the we kind of have like this natural bias towards the negative, um, even from the time that we're small, but there's apparently a counter to this and it's referred to as, get this, the heliotropic effect. Well, that's fancy. And it's a, he even says it's a terribly jargon laden word. Um, but it basically means that individuals and even like all living systems actually have a natural inclination towards the light and moving away from dark or moving Mm. towards like those things that are life giving versus away things that are life depleting. So we have a natural tendency towards that, but society has beaten that out of us. Yes. (laughs) Got it. And I mean, there's also a little bit of like negative, we're being worried about the negative, right? Because that's how you survive as well. Right. And it's kind of self-fulfilling in some degrees. Yes. Got it. So he talks about that, like there's actually this process of institutionalizing gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so you can like actually put policy and stuff into place, but it's more about the leader actually. So you can do all you want with like gratitude notebooks. You can do gratitude visits. You can distribute cards. Like those can all be like ways to institutionalize gratitude. But he says at the end of the day, it's the behavior of the leader that matters. Interesting. <laughs> and if the leader shows gratitude, 
like that's the first and best step in terms of getting an institution of gratitude. Interesting. I thought it was. I was going to pull something up because we have to do these book reviews and I um, was reading mine and this resonated with me that the quality of people's lives depends on the quality of their leaders. I really think that's true. These like when you're a school principal, people spend a lot of time in your care. Yep. Like most of their waking hours. Right. Right. (laughs) And like big impacts their quality. Yeah. Yeah. Impact quality quality. of their life. Yes. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure, but you do. So So what are some things to do in order to like create an institutionalized focus on gratitude? Okay. Okay. So it's within yourself or within your institution. Both. But I think, so I think the number one thing, this sounds really dumb and really simple is I buy in bulk stationary. I need more. I ran out. Yeah. So I buy it in bulk or, um, like at the beginning of the year, I, we love paper source. Cause we also like cute stationary. I don't yes. know. It's kind of expensive, but it's totally worth it. Um, and so buying just like several boxes of cards at yes. the beginning of the year that I think are cute and well, having them available. Speaking of, so I just ran out and I wanted to send our superintendent just won this big award and I wanted to send him a note handwritten note. And all I had left was a card that said, get it girl. <laughs> it's the only card I had left in hot pink. So did I cross off, get it girl and write, get it, sir. Yes. Did you do that? Yes, I did. <laughs> so think about when you are buying, don't buy them gender specific. Yes. When you are <laughs> purchasing cards, you may want, um, a smorgasbord of options in terms of professionalism. Uh-huh. Um, professionalism <laughs> might've been better. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. I am, I am who I am. I am who I am. Okay. Yes. Very true. So what were some of the systems you put in place to try to make sure that you were showing gratitude or using that stationery? I, for one needed reminders to look up. I'm very tunnel vision that I know that about myself and that when I get focused on something or I get in the grind, I stick in it. So I needed reminders built into my calendar to like literally go connect with people. Yeah. And I don't mean that like I'm a robot that didn't remember, but you do, you get in the grind of tasks. Things are urgent. Yeah. Right. So I would write, I would put in calendar reminders of connect with certain people, um, write cards. Um, yeah. and then I would try to keep track of that kind of thing. I also was like, I would try to be pretty intentional about where I spent my mornings and mm-hmm. like trying to put myself in different parts of my building in the mornings um, smart. because sometimes you just hover around the same spot. Yep. And I just naturally gravitated towards the high traffic areas, which was also naturally that was by certain people. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd have to be like, no, put me over there. So I could ask people about their lives and then give them compliments and gratitude and thank them for things. And those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. I tried to also notice, um, time people give and like praise that because yes. I think that time is something that a lot of people are really aware of right now. Yes. How much time they're devoting yeah. to their job and how much they're willing to devote. Right. That was something I did a really good job of at the beginning of my career, probably more when I was like an intern and an AP. Um, I remember my, our first event that I was a part of at the school and folks stayed like got there really early to set up mm-hmm. and stayed late to tear down. And I stayed after to write notes to every single yep. person to thank them. And so I'm still not, I, again, I got worse at it as I yeah. in my career. Um, but like building in that time to say, Hey, we have this event. I'm going to stay 15 minutes late tonight and write notes of gratitude to everyone who stayed right. or 
even better if you can sneak away for 15 minutes, um, depending on the structure of it, sneak away 15 minutes, write the notes, have them in those people's boxes when they get there in the morning. Yes. Um, because people like to be noticed, um, for the things that they're doing that, that could be above and beyond. And so every time you can point out, I see how hard you're working. I see you doing ABC. That's really helpful. I agree. I think sometimes we try to do blanket things for everybody and the, that's great, but the personalization, that's what's important. Yes, it really is. And so making sure that if you, um, find a time to figure out how to make each thing like connected to what they're really doing that you're grateful for. Okay. So the other thing that it's really important to figure out as a leader how to do is to build in opportunities for staff to keep gratitude going within within themselves. So how can you create structures and systems where everybody has to acknowledge the work of others in a shared space or something like that? Can you do a visible board? Can you do that within your staff meetings? Sometimes for staff meetings, like I would have a card out at Mm -hmm. everyone's spot. And then that would be like the bell ringer essentially for the staff meeting. Yep. Or I would have everyone's name on a card Mm -hmm. so that I knew everyone was getting something and I just pass those out randomly and whoever you got is who you have to write. That's a really good idea. Sometimes we'd tape back a paper on each other's backs and walk around and just write each other notes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Keep it, keep it fun. But definitely keeping it structured. Um, when you're thinking about a system so that you know that it's happening consistently. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a calendar reminder, like you did, I have a, I had a recurring weekly to-do list that mm-hmm. I basically copied every single week of stuff that was, you know, repetitive that had mm-hmm. to be done every single week. And always those notes of gratitude was on there. Yeah. And one thing I would do to try to make it, um, cause you know, I would write my handwritten notes each week, but I wouldn't know who I was writing them for. You know, I don't like, I didn't set a calendar. Of right, right. But I would write, if I noticed something, I would write it in my planner. Yes. So-and-so did this. So that I knew to write them a card. Yeah. You really would be surprised how many things you forget. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain can't hold it all in. Or you're thinking about it like, oh my gosh, that was great. I need to write them a card. And, and then, then you yeah, can't yeah, remember you when can't. you sit down on Friday, yeah. you said you, you needed to write a card for. So, okay. Anything what about the, what about the soul? I don't know. I think we talked about soul throughout. I was thinking about for the soul side to um, when somebody is maybe having a hard time, right? And maybe lessons aren't going well, mm-hmm. or maybe they're not putting in extra time before and after because they have hard things going on at home or personally or whatever that might be. Um, sometimes that can also be a really good time to write a note of gratitude mm-hmm. of, hey, I know you have a lot on your plate right now. And sometimes it's probably hard just for you to make it through the day, but I just want you to know that I appreciate you putting your all in when you're with your kids, like mm-hmm. finding things to be grateful for, even when someone is maybe not you're above and beyond her right now. Right. That's a, that's a good thought. I think it's also, I got the idea from you who I think got it from someone, but, um, thinking about how you can extend like the gratitude to those people's support systems. So like you would write notes around the holiday to like their parent or their yeah. loved one, their husband, their partner, their wife. And so I, I think that that shows a, a lot of gratitude. Yeah. That was always my favorite thing to do was to write to their family members of like, mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for sharing them with us. Mm-hmm. And I know you probably give them a lot of support because <laughs> this job's hard. So right. thank you. Right. The other extension idea would be to, to think about how you can extend gratitude for like your own boss as a principal. Oh, so your smart. superintendent or um, maybe buildings and grounds supervisors who did something extra for you or heard your complaint and took care of it. Yep. <laughs> Super timely. Um, and I did this for teacher appreciation week 
last year, I think, um, but it could go with anything. I would also, I also reached out to the community and asked mm. community members to either send a video or send a note um, in about any staff member that that's ever impacted them. And I had people writing paragraphs for every oh, teacher their kid had. Great. And then I just kind of cut it up and put it in a card for them. Yeah. So they had those little moments. That's great. That's a really genius idea. Thank you. Um, the other thing that I always did, and maybe you'll hear this pod in time to do it, is that the day before Thanksgiving break, so we usually had Wednesday through Friday off, on Tuesday at the end of the day, I would send out an email and I had literally written, I am grateful for Karen. I am grateful for I stole Max. that and like from you. Every, I did that. every single staff member. And then I would put a very specific reason of like why I was grateful for yep. them. Hopefully it wasn't anything that was like, I never wanted it to be generic, but it could be, you know, like applied to anybody. Right. Um, and I always really enjoyed doing that. And it always made me cognizant of, I have to know my staff yep. to be able to do this yep. and I have to be with them and I have to right. be in their lives to know what I'm grateful for. And the other great thing it does is it builds up that culture of gratitude within each other. If you're specific, if you can say, I'm really grateful for Christy because of the way she works with all of her kids, even the hardest ones. Maybe I've never worked with Christy before as a fifth grade teacher. Right. And now I can see that, oh, I didn't know Christy was that kind of teacher that yep. would go above and beyond. Yep. It helps your staff get to know each other. It too. does. And it helps to like give each other grace a little bit of like, yeah, we're all working as hard yep. as we can. And our boss knows that about us. I think the last thing that I have for soul is when you do public gratitude. So for example, I've, if you do that email, yeah, if you, if you do that, you need to make sure it's equitable. Um, and every single staff member is included. Like I had my secretary double check every time, like to make yep. sure I included everyone and not to be silly, but like about the same amount of work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like not writing paragraphs for one yep. and a sentence for another. And then the other thing would be like, let's say I've seen principals do like in their weekly bulletin to yep. staff, they shout would outs. do shout outs and stuff. If you're doing that, you have to make sure you have a system for equity because staff will notice if you are mentioning one person two and three times a month, Yep. And another person never. So if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you, because you cannot play favorites as a leader. Right. We even did like an anonymous one where we, I had a Google form and then those would be read on the announcements. Um, we're thankful for so-and-so because mm -hmm. as a teacher or whatever, staff would nominate each other and write something great. And then we just read them. And so kids could hear it too, which was great. That's we want to hear kids praise. But some of the same, because I wasn't controlling it, some of the same people were getting nominated over and over. So it started to be something that like I could hear some, some people some getting, well, just feeling left out that they yeah. were not recognized. And so you just have to think about if you do something like that, making sure that there are people that are going to recognize because everybody. Then you have this thing that you're, it's trying to make your culture better and inadvertently yep. do the opposite for instance. So there's ways. ways to work around that. Like you give shout outs to those people anonymously yep. or whatever, but just think through it. Yep. Good advice. So from the desk of the modern principal, I loved this quote because I thought it really um, highlighted what this particular um, reader, I'm not reader, listener <laughs> gave us because she's feeling preoccupied with her own things. True. And the quote said, gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. That's very so, deep. I need a moment to think about yeah, that. So whenever you are showing gratitude, you're taking a step outside of yourself 
about it and being able to really experience the life and the people around you. Well, I'm grateful for our listeners. Me too. Thank you. Thank you truly for listening. Um, we do this for you and we do this to connect with you. So thank you. And thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principle. You can find more at themodernprinciple.com. And don't forget to check out Just Right Reader. Bye.